Time to get curious. It's the Hey Let Me Ask You Something podcast, the show dedicated to inspiring more people to ask more questions and have more interesting conversations. On this week's show, Kristen and I are talking more about quiet quitting and how it may tie into looking to switch careers over 40, what factors can go into looking for a new career after so many years, and how to know what to look for in this new phase of your life. But I think just the whole idea of quiet quitting is not necessarily a um, new career, but it's a new approach to work and how you do your work, which is sort of loosely related to looking for a new job at 40. So it might not just be necessarily a new job, but also just a whole new way of looking at work. It's interesting to tie this in with finding something new over 40 or over a certain age because there is that struggle within yourself of, oh my God, I was taught to do this a certain way, but now those rules don't really apply anymore. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are shifting, like like our topic here, I guess, to Mm -hmm. a new career, it's being able to sit down and look at what you have done thus far and find the applicable skills, because they're likely very much there. It's mm-hmm. just that you, you have to put another set of glasses on. you got to look at it a little bit differently. How this do- isn't on the workers. It's on the companies. You, It's on you to create an environment that people want to work at. Yeah. The best way for you to help us inspire more conversations and easily find more of our great episodes is to hit that subscribe button and share the show with your friends. And check us out on YouTube if you want to see us as well as hear us. And remember, we love that you're listening, but this show is for entertainment and we are not your therapist or your coach. We are not providing professional advice from either us or our guests. Give the full disclaimer in the show notes a once over for more info on that. All right, my friends, let's start this conversation. No technical problems. No, we really need a producer. Just had to turn the air off so Ralph can melt need while a producer. recording. I run hot. I will be fine. Hot. And everyone else suffers. Hot Italian. <laughs> Teaching myself Italian right now. I'm taking uh, an online... I can say it's Duolingo. I don't care. Um, it's, uh, it's going well. I started... I did start it back officially back in January and I did it for four months but then I no November I started November and then I was chugging along and then I stopped it for like six months five months and now I just picked it up again do you get to talk to other people no um I was doing Rosetta Stone before and that one you do like you can log on to like an online class and there's a native speaker who can who like walks you through stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh I didn't like it because I kept getting stuck on pink and red and I was saying them wrong and she kept like no Ralph it's it's this not this and I was like I got yelled at by the the online Rosetta Stone teachers (laughs) I that's you know I should put that on my to-do list actually as 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 winter comes and we try to explore hobbies and things Mm -hmm. because I love to speak Spanish oh, and I should. have a background in it but I'm beyond rusty because it's been forever you should uh, I I recommend Duolingo I really like it a lot of my friends are on it too so you can like high five each other when you like complete something or you can do challenges together and you can like follow each other's progress so it's fun yeah I mean the key for me if I'm going to do it is that I need some type of forum afterwards where I can go on and, and talk it doesn't have to be a class I don't even want it to be a class be with whoever, chat about life, 
in Spanish to practice because that's the problem. But yeah, uh, it's it's being immersed in it is is the issue. Like yeah. I I have people I could talk to in Italian, but I don't. Uh, but I I need to. Yeah, it's it's actually sticking with. So I try every day to remind myself. Like I'm just learning like the regular words, like apples and birds and you know <laughs> insects. But now I'm I'm forcing myself to like when I make breakfast and I grab all the stuff I need to make breakfast I name it by the Italian words so like if I grab a bowl I'm like oh chotola and like a a fork is a forchetta and so like I'm I'm like as I grab stuff I'm saying it so it reminds me to think that's a good idea thinking that I know how to say I love you, sweetheart, in Italian. It's um, ti amo tesoro. And so I started saying that to him, and he's like, oh, shit, are we doing this again? Because <laughs> he remembered from last time. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to. You're supposed to say it back. You First of all, you're supposed to say it back. Secondly, you need to support me in this. Yeah. No, he's fine with it, but he's like, oh, man, we're doing this again. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I do. I have a question, a serious question before we start. Do I smell like bug spray? No. Okay. Because I, I was working now out. Now I'm going to start sniffing to see if I can smell it. No, I was I working out in my backyard today, and I had to spray a little off on, and it has a unique odor to it. Yes, and I, just I know wanted... that odor, and I do not smell it. Okay, it probably faded. All right. All right, that good. That's an important question, though. It was, no, because I'm, I, I want to be presentable at all times, and if I, I, I forgot that I had sprayed it on. Yeah, last week it was me wearing, or whatever week it was, me wearing about my feet smelling. They've had a that couple was last of, week. Oh, all right. They have had a couple of hours air, plus I had a sandal on, so I don't have the foot concern today. Okay, good. Yeah, they've aired out. Yeah, and plus I was freezing cold in that training this morning, so there was no sweating going on. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I am okay being freezing cold, um, in my bedroom, because it helps me sleep sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes if I'm having trouble sleeping, it's probably because the room's not cold enough. That's, like, the only place. I literally, at night, will put the air way down, you know, if it's, if it's a really hot Mm -hmm. day and evening, and then I run into my bed and get under the covers really fast because I can't stand it. So, like, I won't even have it on before I go to bed. Yeah. But then I go to bed and I'm like, all right, you might not be cold, hot now, but, like, if you don't put some air on, you're going to wake up sweating. No way. Oh, that's so the worst. So then thing. I, like, run into the bed and I get under the covers. Mm-hmm. Nothing get in my way because the chill will develop. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot. I was going to buy myself. I saw these um, water pillows. They're like water-filled pillows, so you can adjust them to... Temperature? No, it's like the firmness or softness, how you want it. Okay, when you get this, can I see it? Yeah, I was going to, because we have a sleep number bed, so I got that taken care of, but I think my pillows are giving me neck problems, so... Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode of my neck problems, we won't. We'll do a whole neck problem episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have to make the big announcement. What big announcement? Of what happened yesterday. What happened yesterday? I just told you. Right? Yeah, but make the announcement. I went on TikTok. Yeah! Finally on TikTok! Yes! I said, it's time. It's time. Because people are like, I can't get off my phone. And I'm like, I don't want to have that problem. I'm not trying to create an, an addiction to my phone. But I also feel out of the loop. 
Uh-huh. Like, I don't do that. I don't have trouble putting my phone... I If someone texts me, I want to text them back and know about it. But, like, I'm not on my phone looking at Instagram or anything all day, and I can't get away. But I felt like I was missing something. So, yeah. I've been You're going to catch up on... And you can just, like, kill time. All like, the trends. Yeah. my And, and the... the the stories you interact with, like the videos you interact with, helps you to like curate your feed so you see more of that stuff. So I just had this conversation with somebody this week. My TikTok feed is all um, Karen videos. Cute, cute kittens doing cute things. Um, uh, scary stuff like uh, ghost videos yeah. or like, paranormal stuff and. Um, DIY stuff like house renovations and I love it like don't even think about it it's all stuff I love I just scroll through it it's amazing sometimes I'll throw a weird video in there that I like but I learned a new hairstyle already yeah like I had already kind of done part of this hairstyle and she took it to another level already and I was like I just remembered right now because I was looking at it but mine's like funny videos of singing and dancing Mm -hmm. sentimental singing ones it's um some celebrity stuff in there it's um i don't know it's it's a bunch of different kinds of stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know i'm just warming up to the old just warming up i can't wait till you start posting i did send my friend because there was one about a, being a um a mom in denver colorado she lives in denver so i sent her that but i don't know how to like anyway i'll get to that later it's, it's okay. i know how to post it it on other sites but I don't remember my passwords ever so that's you know. oh there's a way if you if you click the share button on the TikTok it'll a screen will come up it'll give you all different ways and all different platforms you can share it to you okay. could just text the link to somebody too yeah I did that with yeah. my friend okay. yeah 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 they don't have to have TikTok so we'll let you know how it goes everyone oh this is exciting big stuff dawning of the age of big Aquarius stuff. <laughs> um so today yeah we're gonna jump off we're gonna, this week Jump off of last week about quiet quitting. Huge right now. Dumbest name in the history of forever. Um, but it's like you can't really go anywhere on the internet without looking at something that has to do with quiet quitting. And we talked last week all about how quiet quitting is really just you establishing healthy boundaries. Yeah, taking care of yourself. Right? Taking care of yourself. That's, that's at, its, at its base level, that's what it is. Um, and as I was looking through my TikTok feed... I've noticed that uh, a video that I did a while ago about um, changing careers after 40 started to get more traction. Like, people are starting to just organically watch it more and like it more. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why that is. And I think it's, you said it might be connected to mm-hmm. quiet quitting, everything that's happening in the, in the world right now, job hopping, you know, taking care of yourself, trying new things. So I was like, maybe interesting to kind of bundle all those together and see what the nexus is but it you know finding finding a new path after a certain age yeah is is something that's been knocking around in my head recently and i also think you know if we want to extend it a little i don't know if we'll go here or not but who knows um the world is our oyster yes but I think just the whole idea of quiet quitting is not necessarily a, a new career, but it's a new approach to work and how you do your work, which is sort of loosely related to mm-hmm. looking for a new job at 40. So it might not just be necessarily a new job, but also just a whole new way of looking at work. 
and of um, how work um, fits into your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I always see this as a, uh, a push and pull between the old way of doing things versus the new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for you, but when I was first getting into the job world and the job market, there were very specific rules about like what your resume is supposed to look like, Mm -hmm. what was supposed to be on there. And it's really bad. If you job hop, you have to like stick, they want to see you like sticking to jobs for a long time. And you know, you don't want to leave and you have to find the one job that you're going to fall in love with. And you're going to do that forever till you retire. Everything's changed now. Mm -hmm. Like people who are entering the workforce now, it's, you know, job hopping's fine. You, you, you keep trying stuff out till you find something that clicks with you. You know, it's not so much of a ding against you anymore. Your resume can look totally different and like quiet quitting came, I hate saying that. I don't even like saying it I don't even like saying it. My mouth hates it. My mouth hates it. My mouth hates the words. Uh, establishing those healthy boundaries at work, you know, is it, I think an offshoot of that, of, you know, I don't have to do it the way everybody did it before where I find the job and I stay there forever until I retire. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting to tie this in with finding something new over 40 or over a certain age, because there is that struggle within yourself of oh my god I was taught to do this a certain way but now those rules don't really apply anymore mm-hmm. or maybe even just for those people that went in a direction that maybe a parent or another mentor figure had steered them mm. you know and now 10 years 15 years 20 years into doing it they're finally acknowledging it's not what they want to do mm. that could be part of it also um and I, I think that maybe with COVID, I'm, I'm sorry, we have to bring this into it because it's a huge part of yeah. the whole quiet quitting thing and everything else, but it's just people realized, people had to sit with their stuff a whole lot more and look at themselves a whole lot more, and I think people have discovered stuff, and maybe that's that they weren't happy in their career being one of them. Yeah, uh, and it can be terrifying changing gears, changing lanes after you've been doing something for so long. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of security that you're leaving. A sense yeah. of, you know, I've known this forever. I have a work family. I have friends here. I, you know, I've, I've gained a little seniority. It's, it's hard to think like, oh man, I'm going to be starting all over again. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the newbie doing something mm-hmm. I, I think that factors into it a lot too regardless yeah. of anything else yeah being really comfortable <clears throat> maybe not happy but being comfortable yeah because I'm, you've been doing it for so long well and happy that on the happy uh, part of it I don't know what it's called <laughs> I was going to call it something cool but my brain said nope um, <laughs> we're not that cool the, the, the happiness angle of it um you know, it's, if you're changing careers after a long time, there has to be something that you just weren't happy with, mm-hmm. I think, in some aspect. Right. People, uh, sometimes people will say, oh, no, it's just time for me to move on and go do something else. Well, that means that you got bored with what you were yeah. doing or there was something that wasn't fulfilling you. You know, it doesn't have to be, 
you know, I, I cry every time I come home from work because it's just so miserable and everybody there hates me. Right. It could just be a slow buildup of, you know, slow realization that, oh, maybe this isn't the thing I want to do. You know? mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, we, we get to pick and choose what we do with our life and how we earn our money. Yeah, and you spend, I forget what the percentage is of time at work. So if it's not something that you're enjoying or getting some some type of satisfaction at, into, I don't think everyone that takes a job loves their job, but gets something from, you know, mm-hmm. and you have the ability to try something different, then, you know, I think... I'm glad to see that people are are, are doing this. Like, this is one of those things from COVID. I think it's from COVID anyway. Um, And the shift that that I think is so healthy is that I think more people, definitely more people are changing jobs. And I think in doing so, more people are changing careers at the same time, too. Mm -hmm. And this isn't, and again, this is just my point of view, but this isn't on the workers. It's on the companies. If you have a position that you can't fill, that it has high turnover, you have low um, sense of team teamwork and camaraderie and you know morale. satisfaction and morale at your business, <clears throat> that's not the people you're hiring. That's you. That's the culture you've created. That's the structure that you set up at your business and your office Mm -hmm. that people don't want to stay in. And if you're you're a business or somebody who owns a business now and you can't hold on to people and you're complaining, oh, it's it's these young kids that are coming in and think they can just job hop and do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. No, that's the way it should be. You, it's on you to create an environment that people want to work at. Yeah. You should have people lined up out the door to work at your business if it's a great business. You should be turning people away because mm-hmm. you'd have too many applications, you know? But if you can't hold on to somebody at work, you got to turn that critical eye inward and say, mm, maybe I need to change something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know I'm going to get pushback from this from people because I know small business owners who agree a thousand percent with the quiet quitting thing and say, you know, people are just too entitled. No, they're, they're just setting up healthy boundaries and they know what they want and they know that they don't have to cling on to a job because that's the only game in town. And they're, you know, oh, if I leave this job, I'll be job hopping and nobody's going to want me. I'll be, I'll be sullied in the eyes of, you know, mm-hmm. oh God, that can open up a whole other can of worms sullied. about being, uh, <laughs> how can I put this? You said Sully. I thought of that guy that landed the airplane in the water. Sully. <laughs> Sully Sullenberger. He landed the plane in the Why Hudson. Is that on topic, not? Because he, yeah, no, the he ran into a flock of geese, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's all. It's I'm Sorry. always ready to bring up Sully Sullenberger yes. because national treasure. Right. Look him up if you don't know the the this the story. Um, no, it's like this. There's this whole weird. I don't even know if this is the right term, but like this virginal aspect to like, oh, you have to be. You have to pick one job, and you have to marry that job, and you can't go cheating on it with other jobs. It's like this weird relationship idea of what... Yeah. Am I, am I off? No, yeah, you're making me think of, like, just with myself, 
when even it's it's within my field, but it's outside too. When people, lots of people don't understand what social workers do, or you know, if you say therapist, people kind of can wrap their head around mm-hmm. that one. But I've done a bunch of different things. Like being a therapist in my own business is is one thing. I've been in the field for twenty five plus years, so. Like, I've done all kinds of things in the field. And for some people, that's really weird to hear. Like, oh, you worked in a hospital. Oh, you worked in for Department of Human Services. Oh, you worked in, you know, like, all these different areas of the field. And people are like, that doesn't, it's not that they're criticizing me necessarily, mm-hmm. but that's, like, foreign to them. And even within the field, sometimes people get honed into one area. Like, I'm in, I work in addiction, or I work in in foster care whatever and they they do their whole career in that mm-hmm. which is totally fine yeah. like i am not in any way saying there's something wrong with that i never wanted to do that like that was never i had so many areas of interest and i for me personally think my diverse experience made me a good clinician and and good as a social worker so it's like even within my my field and and in my path i've had people kind of uncl- not critical like i said but like scratching their heads sometimes like mm-hmm. what is she she's been all over the place what exactly does she do she says she's a social worker thing yeah but i the the journey's not necessarily the bad thing it's it's how we then relay that information to people you know like i i do that myself i struggle with that a lot with, with myself because i'm the same way i've been jumping around not necessarily a lot recently but I've had a bunch of weird different jobs in my in my history but I finally it took me this long I'm 46 now it's like it's took me this long in my life to finally find my groove and settle into what I'm good at mm-hmm. and I found that all the opportunities there that, that are now presenting themselves you know my owning my own business being a part of the comedy community here in the city and like it all revolves around communication now and mindset and how people talk to each other, how we feel about ourselves, how we connect. And it's like, oh, I get it now. Like, it took me this long just to find that niche. Yeah. And now everything I do, no matter how un, unrelated they seem, they are because it's all about my fascination with how we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know? and yeah. And so... Whatever you're at in your career, you know, journey, I, I encourage people to think of it that way. Like, what is, what is, what are the things that all of your different jobs have in common? Yeah. What do you like to do? You know, what attracts you to jobs when you go looking for stuff? It's a, it seems like a really simple thing, but it's not. It's like the basis for, for what, how we like plan out what jobs we apply for and, you know, where we're going to live and who we're going to talk to and the networking and all that stuff. So the, the, the more you can nail down that simple stuff, the, the more everything else will kind of come to you. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, especially if you are shifting like, like our topic here, I guess, to Mm -hmm. a new career, it's being able to sit down and look at what you have done thus far and find the applicable skills because they're likely very much there. It's mm-hmm. just that you, you have to put another set of glasses on. you got to look at it a little bit differently. How does what I've been doing transfer to what I'm going to do? It, I'm sure it does. I'm absolutely sure it does. And Because part of, I'm, I'm going to say something really like simple and basic most people probably already know, but 
part of it is selling yourself, right? So you have to be confident and believe in your journey and where you are now, where you're trying to go in order for someone else to be confident in it. So it, being able to articulate that as you look at that new career, new job, go in that interview, how much you believe in it and believe in you, which I don't mean to sound like a Hallmark card, but kind of. Do it. Like, that's going to transfer. Like, people, I'm not transfer. People are going to see that, and that's going to speak a lot if you're able to do that. Because maybe they didn't, well, they sell it enough to bring you in for an interview. So right. now you, you got your foot in the door, so being able to explain. And when if it's something you are passionate about, which I realize not everyone gets passionate in their work, even when they do decide to do a career change, but if it is, when you speak about it, people are going to see that. And that is going to be very attractive to other people and to employers if they really see you have a passion or and or drive for this new career and X thing. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Because I feel like that, that I'm not saying that's going to get you with the job, just that alone. But I think that that's an important component. Absolutely. Yeah. The the. The more confidence we can have in ourselves and, and what's driving us to do what we do and if we can articulate that strongly and boldly, I think that makes a ton of difference. Mm-hmm. And now, now I'm thinking about people who are changing l- later on, you know, uh, in their lives. I'm sure there's got to be, there's a lot of stuff that I want to bring up. I'm trying to file it organize in a, it organize it and swirl it, it, around, a, swirl buffering, it around buffering buffering, buffering. Uh, they I'm sure there's a, a um, an aspect of what are people gonna think mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm this silly person you know I'm the 40 year old person who's now you know thinking about changing careers everybody's probably going to think, that's silly. Why are you doing that? Just stick it out. You only, you only have like 20 years left and you can retire. Don't get me started on retiring because uh, I think that's a whole scam too. Um, but yeah, th- don't worry about what other people think either in terms of like if you gotten to the point where, yeah, I want to try something different and you're in the position where you can, just do it. Don't Because <clears throat> a lot of times there's they're, a lot of their pushback is them kind of mm-hmm. projecting projecting and I'm, you can say more about projecting Sorry, than I, didn't I mean could. To like no 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 it's, uh, yeah please yeah you can say more about projecting than I can no I mean I think people do that all the time when they're trying to get you to do something or not do something they're projecting their own stuff onto you or they're insecure about their own situation mm-hmm. or they wouldn't be saying they'd be like saying oh go for it that sounds great if they felt good about their own you know but when when they don't or when they obviously do not is when somebody starts saying that well what about this or what about that and that's the other thing is when somebody makes an announcement or whatever tells someone they're going to do something new and different that's challenging and when people start saying well what about this and what about your money and what about that mortgage and that's just don't do that like that's Ralph's line like don't do that (laughs) don't do that (laughs) nobody wants to hear that they've already thought about that or worried about that already and that is just very not supportive. And again, this goes back to a uh, episode we did this season about um, being supportive for your friends. Yeah. Try, you know, the first thing we want to do is try to help people. And I think you may think you're being helpful by pointing out the obvious of like, well, you're going to need a paycheck to pay your bills. You're not going to work for free, right? 
Uh, yes, I'm sure the people who have been thinking about this long and hard, that's the first thing they've thought about is I'm going to find something that pays my bills and my mortgage and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, the, the best thing you can do if somebody comes to you and is like, yeah, I'm changing careers. This is a really tough decision, but I need, you know, I need to try other stuff. Just be supportive. To listen. Say, oh, my God, that's great. What, what got you here? You know, like ask them about what they're thinking and, you know, what they're looking forward to. Just be a supportive friend. Mm-hmm. That's all. You don't have to be the Nancy negative you know, no, Susan yeah. I Naysayer. Like, I don't like. The, I don't like her. Yeah, she's negative. I call her negative. Whatever. We oh call yeah. Her. She goes by both. She go, She answers to both. She's friends. With <laughs> I'm um, and also, this this whole conversation we ha- we're having right now is, uh, you know, assuming whoever's changing careers later is in a position where they can do that. Yeah. You know, we realize that this isn't where everybody is on their journey you know their work journey but it's still stuff you can think about if you even if you can't you know change careers right now right it's still if you're not happy it's asking why it really mm-hmm. boils down to asking the question why why don't I, why am i not fulfilled why am i not happy you know if i had if i had my you know, perfect world, blue sky, kind of like, you know, I can get whatever I want. What would my perfect job look like? And then break that down like, oh, okay, what I really want is more time with my family. Really, what I really want is to work nights so I can have my day free to do stuff. What Mm -hmm. I really want is to work within a mile radius of my house, you know, no matter how silly you think it is, those things matter. And then once you can list all of them, you have a long enough list, you you kind of can say, oh, this is like, I have enough here as like a sketch of a job that I could really mm-hmm. enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's not a decision to make impulsively, obviously. No. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. If, you, like, if you're a billionaire, maybe. Yeah. Something to think about, think through. And, you know, to evaluate, is it the job? You know, this is here's my therapy hat. Sorry, it's mm-hmm. here. No, don't apologize. But it's Do like it. you got to really evaluate what's what's making you unhappy. And it might be more than one thing. I'm sorry if it is, but is it the job? Is the job what you've been focusing on? But it's really not. You know, just you have to come up with a plan. This is something you have to think through and you mm-hmm. have to be clear on before you do anything. But. And that can be scary in and of itself, right? Is coming up with the plan of, like, figuring it all out. That kind of keeps people stuck sometimes in, um... But th- you know what I was thinking about? Again, I'm sorry I'm bringing up COVID, but, like, during COVID, how many times... How many stories you saw on TV and maybe people you knew that started new businesses and started new new things that, that came out of being at home? Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, a zillion different stories about that. Mm-hmm. And people that just, like, I was trying to do this and then I decided to do this or I couldn't work because of this and then I I tried this I think that's a lot of what's behind it too yeah it's we don't normally have the opportunity to try new things and see what works and what doesn't and that's that's one of the downfalls of you know this the society we live in that is based around capitalism is there's not a lot of room for error a lot of times. And I mean error in terms of like trial and error. Like I'm going to try this so it didn't work. I'm going to try this. <clears throat> we have to have that steady stream of income to like just live 
peacefully. Mm-hmm. So, and there's different ways you can do it. I, I again, I just want to be mindful of saying I realize that a you know, a lot of people can't do that, can't do trial and error because that means, oops, I'm kicked out of my apartment because I can't afford the rent, you know, or I have kids, I have kids, I have a, a spouse, I have car payments, I have a mortgage payment, you know. It, I think it, it also, a big part of this is <clears throat> how can I live with myself if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. And again, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting choked up about this. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine. Okay. No, I'm okay. Um, it's, you know, I'm putting all this time and energy and effort into this job that I don't really like. Why? You know, and is there, is there something else I could do? Is there, is it that I'm just spending too much time at this job? Maybe the job is the right one for you, but you're just putting too much time and energy into it. Going back to the quiet quitting thing, ugh, maybe it's just setting up a more healthy boundaries around your current job and saying, hey, it's not that this job is terrible. It's just taking up a lot of my time. I need to start setting healthy boundaries of, you know, I'm going to close my laptop at five and that's it. No emails, no phone calls, no meetings. And if you're a manager, stop making meetings at 4.30. No one wants to go. Nobody's, nobody's nobody wants to there. go. Nobody likes you for doing that. You're not getting any, you know, you don't look like a better manager because you're, you know, you're asking people to go to a meeting at five o'clock. No, people hate you because of that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. People don't like it. Yeah. And and especially don't start meetings at 8.30 in the morning. Don't start these weird meetings outside of like normal business hours. Normal business hours are there for a reason. Yeah. That, because before that, I'm waking up, I'm eating breakfast, I'm getting ready for the day. And then after that, I'm going home and that's my personal time. Yeah. You know, when work starts to infringe on that stuff, people don't like you. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. yeah, a lot just, of negative Nancys with that meeting. Those meetings at 8.30 and 4.30, everyone's got a bug up the behind and they're checked out. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Could this be an email? Yeah. That's could it, one, could yeah. this have been a short, instant message that you sent yeah. to everybody? You know? But that's a whole other, that's a whole other episode. But I don't know. I, I, there's nothing wrong with wanting to change what you're doing after 40 after and I think we're using 40 as like that's like the halfway point for a lot of people of like you know oh we should have your stuff figured out already you should be settled into a job (laughs) I'm in trouble (laughs) no nobody nobody's got their stuff figured out a hundred percent so don't even don't even sweat that that part of it do your thing, you know, find, find your joy. There's too many miserable people in the world. And I think a lot of it is they feel stuck. They have lives that are fulfilling. They have mm-hmm. jobs that aren't fulfilling. They have relationships that aren't fulfilling yeah. and they're just afraid to say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I know I'm being repetitive a little here, but you know, another point to all this is to really, again, like I said already, evaluate why you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Because the last thing you want to do is get too focused in on its work when it's not work. You know? So making sure that that career shift, that you can really, while you're identifying your skill sets that can transfer to your new career, 
and you're evaluating what you're looking for, also make sure maybe before all that that you're evaluating exactly what what is making you unhappy also. And and because sometimes work can really serve as a um, what's the word? Pain in the butt. Like a distraction, oh. like an easy thing to blame for being unhappy. But it's like, you know, if you, for instance, are somebody that works too much, you work all the time. And so, but you're working all the time because you're avoiding your family and the problems at home (laughs) where you don't like to be alone with your thoughts. And then you say, I can't do this anymore. This job is taking up too much of my time. Mm -hmm. The problem is not the job necessarily. The problem is what's going on with you and the way you're using the career or job to try to deal with that or distract from that. So there is a piece to consider before anyone. It's just make, being very clear. You know, because especially in our 40s and 50s, we can have a little midlife crisis and be like, I'm out of here. You know, and like, you just want to make sure that you really do evaluate what the source of the unhappiness is and be sure it's the career before you make a move. I'm in no way trying to discourage anyone from making a change. I, I think that that's great. But I do know I've talked to a lot of people that it never really was the job that was the issue. But they constantly were focused on that. That's a great point. Yeah. We, we hide behind. We don't even realize we're hiding behind stuff that we're hiding behind or using as like a crutch yeah. or, a, or a conduit to, to skirt around the big issue. That's a great point. But it can also be the other way around where it's like, oh, it's because my wife is this or my kids are a pain in the butt or... I hate mowing the lawn or whatever it is. It can be all this other stuff that you're focused on when really it's the job. So it's like it's, it's, the job is making you so grumpy and so drained that when you aren't at work, you're miserable. Yeah. Because you gave it all at work. So it's just, just you got to look at everything when you mm-hmm. make this decision. I hope I'm not going off track. No, I think that was great. And also, I think it, a good first step, if this is something that's weighing on somebody out there, Take take time, take an hour, make yourself a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate or whatever, an Earl Grey, whatever your drink of choice is, a nice calming beverage, and sit down in a nice comfy chair, get a notebook or a piece of paper or whatever, and actually I think get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. Don't do it on your phone. Don't do it on your no, laptop. I agree. Separate yourself from technology. Old school ways are usually the best for stuff like this. Get a pen, get a piece of paper, a, a nice beverage, sit in a chair, and give yourself time to just write down what you want. Mm-hmm. What do I really want out of life right now? What do I really want out of my job right now? What do I really want out of a relationship right now? Put all those things down on a piece of paper and look for look for things that are show up in each of the categories because mm-hmm. that's a great way to kind of oh oh I really just want more free time to do stuff great oh oh I really I just want to live somewhere warm and like work two hours a day it's possible I don't know there's a job out there like that but you never you're never going to know until you actually sit down and start writing this stuff down mm-hmm. getting it out of your head and the 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 sooner you can do that, the sooner you can kind of get a handle on what Kristen was saying about like, oh, it's not the job. It's really my relationship. Oh, it's not the job. It's where I'm living. I hate my apartment. I hate my house. I hate the city I'm living in. Oh, it's not the job. It's I'm not 
taking care of myself and my health is kind of going to hell. That's, that's totally valid too, you know, but again, you're never going to know unless you actually examine it. Ask the question, why? Why am I doing this? What do I actually want? And be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you can't be honest with yourself, you're never going to get anywhere and this Mm -hmm. is all going to, this is, you're just going to keep living this, this, you know, repeating cycle forever and ever until you break out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, I was just going to be repetitive again. I just think that what's, what's been shifting, I'm not saying the C word again, um, (laughs) over the past two years, I just think it's been a big, that thing that happened in 20, Mm. like, I just think it's made a big change what people want and what they, how they want their everything to look what they want to look like same thing I said last week and probably a million other weeks like people people, people realize like you said in a, a couple times too like that they don't need to be in the office necessarily to get their work done they don't need to be working a bazillion hours and be sitting at a desk when they've been maybe they were forced to be at home and now they realize I can get this done in this amount of time so why am I doing this and I, I got all this you know all these things that people were forced to realize really and I think it's just impacting, you know, some people might have been, thought they were happy at work before, and then we had the pandemic, and now mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, I was not happy. I was happy with the changes that happened because of the pandemic, and then I got to be at home and have dinner with my family every night, and I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is, we're going through a lot of growing pains right now, um, especially in American society, because there's a there people are starting to push back against all these things that mm-hmm. we've just taken for granted. It's like, oh, it's just the way it is. <clears throat> Can't do anything about it, right? Yeah. Not doing that anymore. And you know, the quiet quitting thing is a perfect example of people started to set healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. and then uh, the com- corporations were like, whoa, that's bad. You're quitting. Because you're taking care of yourself. We don't like that, you mm-hmm. know? That means it's working. That means what we're doing is working. Right. What you feel is working. And keep doing it and do more of it. So yeah. question everything. Insist on putting your health first and your family first and your, your free time first and setting healthy boundaries and advocating for yourself, doing all that stuff. And if people are pushing back and saying you're wrong or, you know... You feel awkward about it. That means it's working. Mm-hmm. That, mean, that yeah. means you're on the right track. So keep doing it. Get support. Talk to your friends. Find people at work who feel the same way. I guarantee you, if you're not happy at your job, there's somebody else there who feels the exact yeah. same way. Talk to each other. Kibitz with each other. Go out for a drink. Talk about it. Because that's that's how you that's how these things become reality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and don't judge yourself too much. No matter what job you have, you could you could wear a suit and go to a go to a desk on the 35th floor in Center City or you could, you know, you could be a mechanic or, you know, you, whatever whatever your job you have, all of the things we're talking about apply. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's never too late to learn something new, to, to take a night class and, and, you know, learn a new skill that may get you. Like Italian. Like Italian. Learn Italian. Learn Spanish. One of the Latin languages, French, Italian... Spanish. They're all related. They all have a common. Yes. They all have a common root. 
Um, I'll start speaking Italian here, though, because I want to I, I couldn't... I'll say que? I, all I... <laughs> que? <laughs> I can say the, the horses drink milk. That's, that's about all I no can say. No one's saying that in real life, Because though. it doesn't happen. No. <laughs> It, uh, Italian is a fantasy language. Did you learn a, I'm scared of the rhinoceros? No! Ah! I have to look that one up. It's not on your newsfeed on it's TikTok. Not... I'm sure or not. The rhinoceros. <laughs> Don't find that. <laughs> sorry, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Hippopotamus. Hoppip- no, rhinos oh, I'm are sorry, fine. not rhinos. Rhinos sorry. are fine. Rhinos, he's fine. Hippos. Hippo- hippos. Forgot. I'm sorry. It was very Our funny last week. Yeah, no. Check out last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> Ralph discusses his fear Maybe disdain for the hippopotamus. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. All of our contact information is in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to learn more about us or contact us, please do that. You can also email us at... Um, hey, let me ask you something at Gmail. Yep. And, yeah, that's what you wanted me to say. Right? Yep. Please do. Please do. Please do. This is a big topic. I'm sure there's so much more to be said. If you guys send us some questions, comments, we can keep going on this or we'll come up with something yeah. else. Uh, I say it every time or a lot of times. Write us, write us, write us. Somebody's got to have a thought or an argument <laughs> while you're listening to us. I do get people who listen and they talk to me in person. But, yeah, we want to hear more from all over the world, especially Antarctica. I want to hear from people who listen to us in Antarctica. Yeah. Um, so that's this is it for season four. Yes, we're going on Ooh. a vacation, which well, means we're not going anywhere, but we're not recording. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat Oreos on my couch. That's all. Yeah, Ralph. Ralph encountered the uh, double stuff vanilla Oreos double stuff, in my kitchen. Vanilla that Oreos. are delicious. Yeah, they're they're. It's a good time. Yeah. Um. All right, everybody. Thanks, man. We'll Thanks see you for next, listening. Next season. See you next season. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.